Let's hear now an example of correct microphone placing. C J A M C Jam 99.1 FM Reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Uh, presumably, for something like that, you'd be using a, a very large number of microphones, wouldn't you? Yo, what up everybody? You're listening to CJAM Radio 99.1 FM. We are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. This is Drake here on Wind City Sports, September 8th edition of Wind City Sports. It is Welcome Week here at the University of Windsor, the first week of school. For Welcome Week, I am talking to the Windsor Lancers head coach of the football team, Joe Demore, today. You'll be able to get to know a little bit about Joe and his background, how he ended up being the coach for this team, and what to expect from them this year. He's going to talk about his time in China this past summer. He's going to talk about the big game this past weekend against Guelph, and a whole lot more. We're going to be talking just basically about Windsor Lancers football in general. Following that, depending on how much time I have, I'm going to be talking a little bit of hockey news. Windsor Spitfires have started their preseason games. Windsor TFC is going to be wrapping up their season soon. We'll be talking a little bit about that. But for now, i got to take care of a little bit of business and hear a word from one of our sponsors here at CJAM. Immediately following that, you'll be hearing me and Coach Joe Damore of the Windsor Lancers football team. We'll be right back. The Green Bean Cafe is Windsor's independent cafe specializing in fair trade, organic, and premium coffee products. Along with our delicious coffee, we serve other great food and drinks, like tea, fresh baked goods, sandwiches, and more. Visit us on the lower level of 2320 Wyandotte Street, across from the new engineering building. Summer hours are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Get more information at greenbeancoffee.ca. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm sitting here with Joe Demore on the line. All right, well, first off, thanks for joining me and taking the time to do this. No problem. Um, so if you don't know who Joe is, Joe Demore is the head coach of the Windsor Lancers football team. Uh, tell us a little background on, like, your experience playing football. Well, I played here. Well, I started back in high school at uh, Villanova High School here in LaSalle. I'm, a, I'm an Amherstburg boy. I've been there my whole life. I uh, graduated in 95. I spent a year at Simon Fraser University in British Columbia. Uh, went on scholarship there. After a year, I decided to come home, and I played 96 to 2000 here at the University of Winter under Coach Morency and Coach Musselman. After my career was done here, I went off to uh, Europe and played a couple years there in Germany, uh, just kind of in some semi-pro leagues there. And that was pretty much after that, I kind of realized that Football was, uh, you know, I was growing, growing past football and uh, decided that I had to kind of grow up and get a job. <laughs> so I went on and uh, began to work in the automotive business for six years. 
and then after that, uh, worked in the school system for a short time, and then was able to get the job here back in 2011. Cool. Yeah, I wanted to ask necessarily how you got into uh, coaching the Lancers. Did you have previous coaching experience, or was it because you had played here before that they maybe came to you? Well, actually, I was coaching. I started coaching back in 2004, so once I was working, and I started coaching. I worked with AKO back in 2004. It was my first coaching opportunity, and then I proceeded to coach Sandwich Secondary School for four years, working at different capacities. Uh, 2009, I took over Villanova High School for one year. Uh, during that time, I started working with the Essex Ravens organization uh, as the OVFL. And my last stint was with 2010 with them uh, as their offense coordinator. And at the same time that year, I joined the Lancers for the first time as an assistant coach. I worked as a wide receivers coach and special teams coordinator under Coach Morency. And after Coach Morency was let go, uh, they did a national search for a head coach, and it was really late in the process, and they had a hard time uh, trying to get someone to kind of leave their appointment to come here. And I was on here. I was part-time, full-time, so I had another job at the school board, but I worked here really 24 hours a week, uh, so some, you know, part-time. And I was the only guy here that was really in that capacity. So I was kind of running the day-to-day operations when Coach Mensah was here, was gone. So they approached me about being the interim head coach back in 2011. So I took over, I took a leave of absence from my school gig and uh, took the job in 2011. And really, uh, you know, we had a great year. Uh, we went 5-3 and three and went to the semifinals. And I was lucky enough to uh, be named Coach of the Year in the OUA. And after that, I was given the opportunity to take over the program for a three-year contract. And through those three years, we were a playoff team for three straight years. And after that, uh, I was given a five-year contract in 2000, would have been 14. So last year was my first of my five-year contract. And obviously we had struggles. We had a new team, new young team, and we went two and six. But uh, this year, you know, we came in after a slow start. Uh, We had a great game on Monday and we're one-on-one now and hoping to get to two-on-one after this weekend. Awesome. So um, you spoke about coaching this team for the past number of years. Is the turnover rate with players pretty significant, or have you been coaching a lot of these guys since you've been here since 2011? Well, this is my first real like new group of uh, recruits. So mm-hmm. 2011, when I took over, 2010 I was kind of the recruiting coordinator. I was recruiting and stuff for Coach Morency. So when I took over in 2011, it was, it was unique in the sense that when I was recruiting back before the 2011 season, I was recruiting for, at the time, did not know would have been me as the head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I was recruiting kids, and yeah. and kids were always asking who's going to be the head coach, and I was like, well, I'm not sure yet. You know, we're kind of <laughs> going through a process, and kids would even ask me, well, are you even going to be there? And I'm like, well, I don't even know, <laughs> you know, if they, if they decide to go with someone else. You know, and at the time, I, I had not put my name in for the head coaching job, so it was either someone came, I got to work with them, or they came and got rid of everyone, and I was gone. So it was unique, but I was able to, you know, get a decent recruiting class. And then when I took over, it was really just my group of kids that I recruited, so it ended up working out. So I went five years with those kids. So now everyone there is gone. Actually, the only player, David Fluwelling, is my only recruit left. He's in his fifth year, sixth year of school, but in his fifth year of eligibility. So he's the only carryover from my original 2011 group. So we're in a whole new group 
of kids now for the next five years. That's pretty cool how you were able to make connections with uh, the players before you were even necessarily their coach. You kind of look at their personality a little bit when recruiting, or how does that work? Yeah, for me, the big sell, you know, and I kind of, you know, obviously it's hard to recruit without a head coach here. And my big sell for them was that I had a lot of passion for the program. Obviously, I cared about it, and, and they noticed that. A lot of them, you know, families and, and players mentioned that. You know, you're, you're out here working every day, recruiting, going to dinners, you know, doing all these things to get kids here, yet you don't even know if you're going to be here. So that, that meant a lot to them, said that obviously I care that much about a program that there's a chance that I won't even be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were willing to, obviously, I, I I thought the program had something for them to come to. Um, and I did. I, I played here. I had a lot of passion for it. Part of the reason why I took the interim position was the fact that they didn't really know what direction they were going to go. They, they couldn't find a head coach. They had really no, you know, plan B, so to speak, on what they were going to do uh, if if. I didn't take the intern job and I didn't want something to happen where the program would fold or, or anything like that. And I didn't really want it to go into the dump. So I said, you know what, at least for nine months, if I take the job and I could try to, you know, keep the ship afloat and, and try to do the best I can as a coach and bring in quality coaches from the city and, and do those things. And all I asked them in return was that they gave me an opportunity if, if, if we did well. And, you know, we were lucky enough to have the best season here in a long time. And, and then, I guess you could say the rest is history, but, you know, six years later, I'm still here. So That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I could see it like this being made into a movie. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it was, it's unique, yeah. And I think yeah, that's a cool story. partially reason why, you know, a lot of the coaches, why I got Coach of the Year, and the fact that, you know, I was 2-6, and six, you know, a season ago. There was 2-6, and six and I came in, and there was really no expectation, especially considering I had no head coaching experience at this level and but I was able to bring in a really good staff in a short period of time and you know I think the kids were ready for change and they wanted to to buy in uh to change they're tired of losing so it was one of those things that we're we were able to kind of come together quickly and uh find some ways to win awesome okay so uh tell us about your time in China this past summer well that was a you know a great experience uh I had the opportunity to work with the junior national team so over the last couple of years, I've, I've gotten involved with the national team back in, I think it was 2014, the first time I worked with the U18 team. So we played a, an annual game in Texas, the, the International Bowl, which they hold in Texas. And Team Canada sends two teams plus, you know, three Ontario teams go and, and we play a series, just one game against uh, the U.S. counterparts. And we were able, the U18 was able to win significantly against the U.S. I think we won 54 to 14 or something like that. So that was a, a great experience there. And then the junior national team was looking for coaches and it's a two year stint. So you had to work with the program for two years. And, uh, coach Craney at uh, York was the, the head coach. So I asked him, had some interest in being the offense coordinator there. And he, uh, got me on staff and we basically last February, uh, competed against what they bring the U S dream team. Um, basically one of the 46 of the top players in the U.S. We go and play an exhibition game against them, and we use that time to kind of evaluate 90 players, and we'll select 45 of those players to head to the World Championships, which are held every two years. So we went there. Obviously, those games don't go as well as you want uh, when you're playing that high caliber of uh, players from the U.S., but the World Championships are a little different. They don't, obviously, those players 
that are going to Alabama and going to Oregon, they're not allowed to go to those games. You know, they're they're off in two weeks to go to their regular seasons during their school year, so they are not allowed to attend. So we play against a lot of the U nineteen is consisting of a lot of players that are getting Division One scholarships, but they're not going till two seventeen. A lot of them have another year of high school, committed to a top, you know, Division One school and or small Division One schools or Division Two schools. So we brought thirty eight kids. We actually brought a Less number than we were supposed to. We were supposed to bring 45. We ended up only bringing 38. I think two, a lot of kids turned us down, I think, just because of the trip to China and, yeah, yeah. you know, things like that. Some kids, you know, didn't want to go. But it was an unbelievable experience. We got there. We went there for an entire week for training camp. Uh, obviously, our bodies had to adjust. It was a 36-hour travel time. We basically got there a day and a half later than when we left. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we spent a week of training camp there at the university, and then uh, we began the tournament. The tournament's basically four games in 12 days, and it's basically if you win, if you win one and, and lose the second, you had an opportunity to get back to the final, and that's kind of what happened to us. We played Mexico first game of the year, uh, first game of the tournament. Uh, we beat them. We had to play the U.S. the second game. We lost to them in the second round. We had to end up playing Mexico again to to get to the final, we end up beating Mexico, and then we Mexico end up winning bronze medal at the tournament, and then uh, we made it back to the final against the U.S. and we were able to to upset them in the final. So it was a pretty cool experience, and you know, being in China and you know, across the world, and got a chance to experience some of their culture and and all that, and they treated us fantastic, and it was it was a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. Yeah, I can only imagine. I remember uh, we've been trying to set this up, this interview, for a little bit, and you said, oh, well, we go going to China in a few weeks, so when I come back, and I was like, going to China? What's yeah, going, it, going on? It, yeah, and the one thing about the World Championships, so they're every two years, and, okay, you know, so does. this, yeah, that was my stint with the staff, so I'm not going to be on the next one. Uh, there's a new head coach, Coach Samara from Carleton, has taken over, and, uh, yeah, I, it was a one-time thing for me, like, their commitment level is high, obviously, I think in two years, they haven't decided where it's going to be. Their possibilities could be in Japan, you know, could be in Mexico, could be all over the place. So it's a pretty cool experience just to be able to, to travel and, and kind of get together with a bunch of kids and trying to find, you know, some cohesiveness uh, over a week to find a way to win a gold medal against, you know, some top teams. And there's eight teams that usually go there, so eight world teams. Um, a lot of the other world uh, teams across the world have to qualify. Uh, it just happens Canada doesn't have to call one of the other countries within their pool, so to speak. Uh, regional air doesn't compete, so Mexico and Canada automatically get to go. If one of the other teams decided to put in a team in, then they would, we would actually have to play a preliminary tournament to try to qualify. But because we don't, and now that, you know, so in two years, the next world, Canada would go in as the number one seed because we won the gold medal. So we would come in as the number one seed, and then uh, you would probably have a lot easier path to the gold medal, which is historically always Canada in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and has been, I think, for the last four tournaments now. Cool. Very cool. Uh, w- was football really big in China? I never really thought of that. You know what? They're trying to grow it. Um, they just got a national team, so they got to play in the tournament, and obviously, you know, very you know, young and inexperienced mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and things like that, but... Yeah, I know the NFL is uh, investing a lot of money into China, and uh, they are going to play some games there, I think, over the next two years. Oh, cool. Um, they're trying to play some games in China. Um, you know, 
if you're looking for audience, there's billions of people there. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you're <laughs> looking all, for, and it's all about money in the NFL, right? So absolutely. Well, you go where the people go, and that's China. Like we are in Harbin, China, which is like northern China. It is the seventh biggest city in China, and it had uh, six million people there. Jesus. And that's the sixth biggest. So that's unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy, but <laughs> it was a pretty pretty cool experience. Awesome. Okay, so I've been hearing a lot of buzz about the the last game you guys had this past weekend, I believe. Uh might have been on Labor Day, defeating yep. the defending champions in Guelph. Tell us about yeah. that and what that means uh, to the team and to yourself. Well, you know, I guess for us, obviously, it was a big win for us. You know, we, you know, the week before we came in, we had to go play Western, who's, you know, one of the premier programs in the league. And last year, we took a pretty bad beating against them. And you know, we were hoping to go up there and kind of redeem ourselves. And, and again, I don't know at the moment, at that moment, we were ready, you know, to play at a level that they were, but, you know, we wanted to go in be competitive and we didn't play very well. We had a terrible game and we ended up losing as bad as we did the previous year. So I think a lot of people, you know, outside of this locker room and outside of these offices, you know, felt that it was going to be another bad year for us. And, you know, we're, we are young and there's some areas that we are rebuilding, but, uh, we were, we are very confident as a staff in our roster. And we knew that a lot of the mistakes that we made the previous week against Western, that they were correctable and, and the effort was there, which I think last year wasn't. So we came into this golf game really, you know, most people thinking we're going to get blown out by 40 or 50 points. And, you know, golf was previous Yates cup champs. And, you know, I think they were number six in the country ranked and, yeah, we played an inspired football game. We played very good. Uh, a lot of great things happened. Defense made some plays. Offense made some plays. And, and we were able to get some stops late in the game when it mattered. And what really showed is just, you know, we have a young team that was growing up quickly. And we got a lead early in the first half. We went into halftime with the lead. And third quarter came, and they kind of took the lead right away in the third quarter. And I think in the past, uh, you know, we might have, you know, kind of given up there. We might have just said, okay, well, we played well for 30 minutes and and that was good enough. But our kids fought back and we went right down and scored and took the lead again. And then we scored again to, to increase our lead. And, you know, we were able to hang on. They, they scored a late touchdown and we had to get a big stop at the end uh, to win the game. But it just showed that our kids really, you know, gave it their all and, and they're inspired. And I think that's going to kind of catapult us. And we're hoping that, you know, they don't get overconfident in a sense that, you know, they think they're unbeatable and they can go and, you know, lose a bad game to, you know, maybe a lesser talented football team. But we know that, you know, we have some talent here. We can win good football games against really good teams. And, and I think we hope that kind of helps us throughout the whole year. So we still got six games left and we still got to play some, some tough opponents and we're hoping just to build on that. Awesome. It's it's cool how you mentioned that uh, the team previously may have, not necessarily been defeated or, or given up, but uh, like as you were talking about earlier, and even though this is a brand new team that you're that you're new to, that they were able to battle through and get that big win, it's very cool. Yeah, the, well, for sure. And I think the big thing for me, so when I took all this program back in 2011, the big thing and, and everything we focused on was culture. You know, everyone talks about nowadays, you know, culture trumps talent. It's it's one of those things that's, in a football program, It's it's one of the most important things. Everyone has to gel. You have to have good character kids. You have to have kids that when times are tough, they can get through it. And and when I got here in 211, that was kind of what we focused on. We put all our energy in the culture, and it, and it helped us. We were very successful very quickly, and, and we 
we kind of rode that wave with that group of kids. Last year, we got a whole new group of kids. And, you know, to be honest, you know, when you're winning and you're close to being, you know, upper echelon of, of teams, you start saying, well, all I need to do is add, you know, a couple more talented, talented kids. And maybe you put the character thing aside. And you said, you know what, we'll bring talent in and it's going to help us and we're going to get over the hump. Well, it actually hurt us. You know, we start bringing in really talented kids that maybe weren't so good in the locker room. Uh, kids that, you know, maybe were problems off the field and, and had to deal with, you know, as a coach, had to deal with so many things that weren't football related. And, you know, we start to think about it after our season last year that we, we can win with less talented kids that are all in, that have bought into what you want to do and, and are here to work hard and, and no matter what happens. Because football is an up-and-down sport. You'll have big highs and you'll have big lows. And you've got to have a group of kids that can stay even keel, that can can fight through those things and not, you know, get too excited when they win and not get too down when they lose. And this year really has been a high low, you know, first game of the year, we lost by 70 points and that could be about as low as possible for yourself. And then next week we come out and we beat a top six team in the country. And that's probably one of the bigger wins that we've had in this program, you know, since I've been here, but since maybe since back in 2004, when, when Windsor beat Western for the first time in, you know, 30 years. So, that now we're at that high and, and we are, you know, believe that our group of kids are going to be able to stay in the middle somewhere. They, they seemed excited obviously after the golf game, but yesterday at practice, they're focused, ready to move on to York. And, and hopefully that, you know, shows me that this is the kind of team and the, and the kind of locker room that we need to, to be successful. Awesome. Right back to business. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention a little bit earlier when we were talking about the recruitment process, I've talked to a few, uh, pro and semi-pro coaches and i've heard it here and there they they more so not more so but they look at personality when recruiting someone because you said maybe they're a, um, a problem outside of the field or whatever yep. that plays a huge part into your team which you could also consider a family correct absolutely and 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 character now for yeah. me and i have kind of a line a slogan that you know i always say to families that i'll never sacrifice character for talent you know, that's the most important thing for me. So we will bring in, a, a. if I had to choose between two talented kids, one being way more talented than the other, but one being a you know pain in the butt or mm-hmm. someone that's not going to, you know, that's going to be issues, whether it's on the field or mad when he doesn't get the ball or, mm-hmm. you know, not a locker room guy, I'll take the other kid because, A, more likely the other kid's going to be here for five years. He's going to invest. He's going to work hard to become the top guy. And that's what we want. And, and you win with guys that are going to be here through a five-year stint. You're not going to win with guys that are super talented and then they're gone the next year. Mm-hmm. You want and, someone and you with gotta, heart, right? Absolutely. You want yeah. people that, that work hard. Uh, you know, they work hard in the classroom. They work hard on the football field. You know, if you ask them to, to do a role, whether it's a, a minor role compared to a starter, they'll, they'll embrace it. They'll work hard doing it. They're not going to just be sit around and mope because they're not a starter or they're not a dress roster guy. And and I am really, really happy and excited about the locker room right now. I wasn't last year. It was a major issue for us, and, and I think it led to a, our 2-6 our and six record. I really do. I don't think it was a talent issue. I think it was a character issue. And I think this year we did a lot of work in the offseason, focusing back on the character. I myself learned a lot from being a 2-6 and six coach. It's easy to coach when you're winning. It's easy to deal with kids and and things like that. and But when you're losing, I learned a lot as a young coach of how to handle kids, what they need, you know, how to approach them, 
I was a big yeller last year, didn't really know how to, you know, handle all the losing and, and got after kids and, and some kids just don't relate to that. They don't mm-hmm. they don't uh look at it as a positive thing. So yeah. I really changed the way I've coached this year and, and kind of approached it that way and and it was good last week. <laughs> you know what I mean? We still got yeah, six more weeks left of that and we gotta keep building on it. But uh the approach here seems to be a lot better this year. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so we're going to begin to start wrapping things up here. Yep. It's uh, welcome week at University of Windsor, the first week of school. Uh, tell new students, recruit, uh, returning students, and just uh, sports fans alike what they can expect from the Lancers football team this season. Well, uh, first and foremost, I hope we see them out of every one of our home games. We had a great crowd, uh, you know, Frost Week on Monday. Uh, had over 4,000 people here. And the one thing about it in the past, you know, it's, it's Frost Week, and then most of the kids – you know, don't come out after that. But, you know, it's an exciting brand of football. It's a good way to spend a Saturday afternoon, and then you can, you know, kind of head on out afterwards. Um, you know, we're going to be a tough physical football team. Uh, we're going to play exciting brand where, you know, it's going to be good competition. It's going to be exciting stuff. We have a lot of fun things going on here at the at the stadium, prizes and things like that. Um and we just hope, you know, fans and people want to embrace being a Lancer. You know, you, you attend the University of Windsor as a student, but you're a Lancer. And uh, we want kids to be excited, students to be excited about being a Lancer. And, and part of being a Lancer is, is supporting the, the varsity teams. And, and nothing better than spending a Saturday afternoon watching a football game and then heading out, you know, with your friends afterwards. So I'm hoping uh, we can get everyone out. Our next home game is the 24th of uh, September here against Ottawa. And uh, hopefully we can get a, a good crowd out there then. Awesome. Perfect. I was just going to ask uh, when the next game was, but you covered it. So thank you for joining me again. No problem, Jake. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you once again to Joe for taking the time to do that uh, little interview with me. Uh, hopefully we'll be hearing from him and some of his players a lot more often here on Win City Sports in the future and over the next uh, couple months as their season progresses. Looking forward to their next home game. Might try and make it on myself. But we're going to move on to a little bit of other news here, uh, what's been going on the last week. We spoke to Pietro of the Tour de Via Italia bike race this past week on Wind City Sports last Thursday, and the race was on Sunday itself. I went out for a little bit. Uh, It was cool to see how many people were involved in this event and how fast they can go. Um, I also was able to make it out to the first preseason game for the Windsor Spitfires where they just dominated Flint, Michigan, the Flint Firebirds. So I'm looking forward to uh, this season and, of course, the Memorial Cup. The Spitfires seem to be putting a lot of faith into Michael DiPietro, their goaltender. Hopefully he will be the backbone of the team that will lead us to the Memorial Cup. If you're a wrestling fan, you may know that now the NXT shows in Toronto for September are canceled. I was going to be going to that, which falls on the same day as the Spits home opener. But now that it's canceled, I'll be able to make it out and enjoy the game myself. Progressing into some more hockey news, Rogers Hometown Hockey Tour will be stopping in Windsor November 19th and 20th. Ron McLean and his crew will be stopping here in Windsor to host two days of hockey celebration. As mentioned before, taking place on the 19th and 20th. They'll be between noon and 6 p.m. with a special sports center broadcast at 7 p.m. Sunday featuring McLean and co-host Tara Sloan. That's very cool. I've always seen that on uh, on television where you could submit your, your city in as a candidate to be part of this. And uh, I'm glad that we're finally on the on the board. 
Hockey is huge here in Windsor, and it's going to be a great event for everyone to come out and have some fun. But we're kind of tight for time here, guys, so I'm going to start wrapping things up. I'm here every Thursday live at 8 p.m. on CJAM 99.1 FM. You can listen to all of our archive shows on rather cjam.ca or our SoundCloud, SoundCloud slash WinCitySports. Just search WinCitySports on the app and you should be able to find it. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter where I post all sorts of uh, sports updates and events updates. And our shows every week will be up there in about five minutes, no more than five minutes on Facebook. You'll be able to listen to this very episode of Win City Sports. Until next week, take care. Peace out. Step by step, all the happy saints go marching in. If a saint step out of line, you have to start again. Cause Jacob's golden ladder gets slippery at the top. And many a happy-go-lucky saint has made that long, long drop. If I'm late, don't